Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ah, that's better. Get a bit of uh, blood flowing with uh, some digging in the polytunnel. It's a really cold and raw outside. We had best part of 24 hours of rain last Saturday and now with the wind in the east, boy, it's cold. In the polytunnel I see that it got to uh, minus 5, something like uh, 22, 24 in old money and you need uh, just a little bit of exercise in protection before I uh, gird myself and get underway with some of the jobs out in the garden. Uh, hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views, a bit of seasonal advice and uh, hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries. But uh, I think before I get underway with that, I'll uh, just nip indoors, get a cup of coffee and get myself settled. There is no better of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla producing single rose like flowers continually from June to the first frost. Our thanks to this week's sponsor, the Seeds and Plant Range at montroseuk.com. indoors out of the wind there's one thing you do appreciate the warmth when you come in from the cold well, here in Essex we really need a drying wind to allow us to get on I hear Claire Austin is starting to pot up peonies because uh, she says they'll soon start to shoot and be damaged if uh, posted out to customers uh, and so if you want to uh, buy them bare root you'll have to be quick or it'll be uh, October before uh, the roots can be lifted again. Also, if you have a plant to move or a large one that uh, you want to lift and uh, split and replant, then it needs to be done this month. Two other timely pieces of advice. Shiza Stylus, I think it's been renamed now Hesperantha, the crimson flag lily. It's a pretty well evergreen, comes from South Africa. Uh, but if you divide that now, then uh, it will be in flower again late summer through to the autumn. And there's a, another timely reminder too. Cuttings can be taken now from the uh, evergreen spotted laurel or Cuba japonica. You need uh, the young tips, last year's growth, about four inches, ten centimetres or so long, cut off just below a leaf, and uh, the larger leaves at the bottom of the cutting, 
you may need to remove at least one of them and then the others, the large ones, can be cut in half to reduce transpiration. And then the cuttings placed in pots of seed compost, ideally with some perlite or coarse sand to improve the drainage. And then once they're potted, the whole lot enclosed in a white polythene bag and placed on a light, warm windowsill. They root very well given uh, this treatment and, and uh, on my office windows they'll root pretty well too with the radiator just beneath pushing up a bit of warmth. The last of uh, tomatoes picked in the polytunnel in November and kept in the warm in a tray in the kitchen have uh, just been uh, finished. The last one's eaten. Not bad, really. Seven months self-sufficiency in homegrown, tasty cherry tomatoes. And time uh, to sow a few seeds, probably of Red Alert, that's a bush variety, it's very early, or a more recent introduction, Veranda. Veranda's nice and small, if uh, the plant nice and small, if you keep it uh, confined in, what, a 13 to a 15 centimetre pot. And uh, sown now and uh, grown on in a sunny windowsill, uh, you'll be picking ripe fruit in June. What are the questions of the week? Well, uh, last weekend in that uh, cold, persistent rain, I visited a garden where several trees had been felled and the uh, homeowner needed to uh, do some new planting for privacy. A large weeping willow on the far boundary was uh, causing damage apparently to neighbouring buildings and had to go. It left a six foot high overlap fence on the boundary and they needed something to plant just within that fence that would go up and give them um, some protection in the way that the willow had done. Obviously uh, needs to be something which is not quite so vigorous didn't want uh, new roots causing building trouble. And I think strong-growing shrubs uh, in, a, in a shrub border would have been the uh, best option. Uh, it really needed uh, several uh, evergreen fatinia on five-foot trunks. You know, that's a shrub that has bright red new growth, uh, evergreen, and will respond pretty well to trimming if uh, they got too big although I don't think they would in that position, and then planted around them um, a mixture of shrubs. I've got a pittosporum in my front garden, must be 15 foot tall at least, hasn't been there that long. Very useful evergreen because if I need a bit of foliage to put with sweet peas or some other cut flowers, then uh, pittosporum is a lovely shiny leafed plant for that sort of job. And other things could be mixed in. I mean, pyracantha, freestanding with bright red berries through the autumn and winter. One of the vigorous catoniasters, perhaps. And then you could mix in one or two deciduous plants. One of the stronger growing fragrant lilacs and perhaps a philadelphus. And uh, in no time, there would be uh, quite a good screen. Certainly getting up to 15 feet five or six metres, and and uh, stop the overlooking that the exposed fence are now allowed. 
Our guest today is uh, Derek Jarman, a director of Hayloft Plants Limited. It's a name we often see when we flick through particularly the Saturday pages of uh, newspapers. Uh, Derek, can you set the scene for us a bit? Where are you? And how was uh, Hayloft started into business? Well, we're based in Pershore in Worcestershire, um, just just at the foot of the Mulvern Hills. Um, we all started on the kitchen table of the hayloft in a village called Wick, which is opposite Pershore College for those who horticultural background. And uh, we got there in that house, uh, myself and my wife Yvonne. Um, Yvonne was Yvonne was a shoe buyer and had no knowledge of plants whatsoever. I was looking for an income when we had two small children, Charlotte and Alexander. Now, Charlotte's both Charlotte's now 28 and Alexander's 26. So we've got a problem there with regard to she, she couldn't work in the fashion industry because it's full time. But we needed money to pay for the, you know, the car and holidays and kids' shoes and, 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 and the things that children need. So she started on the kitchen table with a colleague called Harriet, who also got two small children, Hannah and Heather. And the two of them started um, in, the, in the hayloft, and that was 28 years ago. Sort of no experience then, no nursery background, no family experience in that kind of business. Yvonne had got absolutely no idea which way a plant went in the ground. Um, you know, not even the fact the green side always goes up. Um, <laughs> and some of our, some of our first, uh, some of the first plantings in some of the houses we lived in were hilarious because she puts the tall stuff at the front. And the, and the ground cover at the back, and we've got some really classic how not to plant. So she, you know, she started you know, with no knowledge at all. Uh, she's a city girl. She comes from the city of Leicester. And uh, that's where, you know, where Hayloft began with absolutely no knowledge of horticulture. I come from a farm, so I've got the knowledge of, you know, of you know, plants and nutrition and, and uh, all those um, things that make farms work. But Yvonne, it's Yvonne's company. She started it, and she's the brand director and, and owns most of it today. I mean, that's an amazing story. And your background of farming, I mean, I was brought up on a farm, but it was uh, on my mother's side, so we had none of the land as a family. And I've always jokingly said that farmers don't understand anything about plants and gardens, you know. We horticulturists eager living out on the headland whilst you farmers extravagantly ranch the land, you know. And so imagining your wife Yvonne starting a business and being in partnership with a farmer looks to be uh, an impossible situation. Well, <laughs> well Yvonne, Yvonne's quite headstrong, so she gets on with it, and then I'm there for when she gets into trouble. Um, yeah, particularly. For, <laughs> I hope she's not listening to all of this. Well, <laughs> I'll get I'll get divorced later on today, but anyway. <laughs> but but no no, Yvonne comes from the Yvonne is a consumer, so she she believe, you know she likes colour, she likes um, she likes experience in the garden. You know, she's a very very good eye for new plants. I come from all the technical backgrounds, so I'm very good on the nutrition, the, you know, the, the, um, you know, the, the requirements of water. So the, the two actually do marry up quite well. And when I joined Hayloft in 2007, uh, I was given one instruction, and that was not to interfere with the brand. So I could do anything apart from interfere <laughs> with the brand. Um, so to this day, so I've, I've kept you know, myself separate from the brand, and she's got a team of many ladies that that, that make the decisions on plants and, and what we what we offer to the to the customers. You are very lady orientated, aren't you? We, we're one of the few companies in horticulture where the number of ladies exceed the men by at least probably two to one. 
uh, if not three to one. And we've, we've also got lots of young people. So we've got a lot of people in their early 20s and, and early 30s, which again makes us quite unique uh, because horticulture and farming is, you know, I'm actually quite a young farmer in the world of farming. Um, so it's great to have some you know, new blood and, and new life. And a lot of our work now is all about social media and things I don't understand. And you, you may understand, Peter, but I don't. So it's, it's a new world. Um, we've still got the same product, uh, but it's presenting in a different way to our customers and, and, and the marketplace. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes, but your catalogs uh, over the years have always been distinctively different. I mean, you tend to link uh, um, a lot of unusual plants, yes, but in um, color ranges. So there'll be two or three pages that are in blues or in pinks. Rare, unusual, exciting is, is the strap line. Um, that's not me. Um, but that's what we, what we aim to do, is to bring new product, uh, new plants to the marketplace. And these have got to be plants which are better than the existing ones. So there's no point bringing a, a new plant which is worse than the existing plants. So we're looking for new colours, we're looking for new shapes. We're looking predominantly for shorter plants because, you know, people have got smaller gardens these days. So we're looking for product under sort of two metres high and two metres wide. Um, And we spend quite a bit of time talking to breeders and and people around the world looking at looking at new, exciting um, plants that we can bring to to our customers. Um, And this year we've got a great new catalogue. It's full of new things. Um, I'm told that colours are are moving. We we used to be pastels. I had a quick lesson from Yvonne this morning, and uh, apparently it's all about burgundies and oranges this morning. So, um, so it's all it's all exciting. Lots of things happening. Can we have a quick word about the past twelve months, which has been um, a, a, a little bit demanding, shall we say, for some sections of the industry? We <laughs> we're slightly embarrassed. We've had our best year ever in the middle of a pandemic. We're an online business, so we put our parcels in the post um, and we were allowed to trade by the government. And we've seen the company double in size, um, which I've got friends who are losing businesses and losing homes. And obviously, we're quite embarrassed to be in that position. Um, We were quite lucky. We were trying to manage Brexit. So we put ourselves much more efficient. So we were trying to increase our capacity and make us much more efficient in the process of packing plants and, and, and how we just handle plants around the nurseries. And we, had, we have three small nurseries. We're trying to concentrate all the packing onto one big nursery. So we were halfway through that, and we just got ourselves a big new greenhouse finished, um, and along came the pandemic. We had staff working from home answering telephones. We had three shifts, so we were packing throughout the night to keep people apart. Um, and so we, we've managed to, to navigate the pandemic, and uh, so far, so good. Um, 
And obviously we've, we've provided colour to people in the homes. We've had a few issues with parcels taking some time to be delivered. Um, and obviously the Royal Mail is currently going quite slow. But other than that, it's all been positive. And so if I'm one of those um, fairly recent uh, entrants to gardens... Uh, and I'm running through your catalogue. Give us a word or two of, of advice of uh, what you think I should look for, what's popular at present, and what should I do when I am tempted by the colourful pages. Right. The, the the place to start is always the back cover. This is a this is a Buddleia, um, and this is a new one uh, called High Five, and that's one of our top selling items um, this current this current year. That's a lovely colour. Um, I, I would call it light sky blue. Uh, um, yeah, sky blue, a, a lilac um, in that character. Grows sort of 80 centimetres, loves you know, butterflies, attracts the butterflies, um, double blooms. Um, it's got all the features you'd expect from a, from a winning plant. So, yeah. How long does it take for um, an introduction, a newish plant to the gardening public, to become accepted? Uh, I mean, you'll have people that buy things because they're new, but to get something established, uh, like Safinia, the name Safinia and Petunia, you know, it takes a number of years for the traditional garden trade to have grown something and get confidence in something and to accept it as a sort of standard. Would you agree with that point of view? Yeah, I, I, can, I can remember Safinia when that was first introduced from Japan. Um, that was right at the start of Hayloft, which is, you know, 28 years ago or 29 years ago. Um, and that must have taken probably at least five, six, even, even ten years to get established. And then Safinia's almost become a brand, um, you know, Safinia Petunia, although there are many other different types of petunias. Um, so it took it took and that was a, a you know great introduction because it was the first you know of a, of the you know the trailing petunias that that flowered all summer long. Um, so the, these things take a while, um, but you know they've got to be a good plant, otherwise they won't they won't survive. Um, we've got one here, Peter, which is selling really well, which which is petunia uh, pinstripe. Well, I have to describe that to our viewers: a very deep purple but a white star. In other words, there's a white line through the centre of each petrel, and, and so it's what, one of what we call the star petunias. But, but when it comes to petunias, there's one with white spots that was very popular last summer, and I thought it looked as if it had been sort of sprayed with greenhouse shading. I mean, they're sort of marmite plants, aren't they? But that, that did sell extremely well. It, it did look like it got a virus in it, which is you know, sort of virus which is a you know a sort of poor health status but it you know it did sell really well um and uh, there are several colors now on, on that particular plant which which can be um, purchased um we've got one here which is a cortaderia which is a, a pampas grass um and i've been told by my my one of my friends who runs floristry from a from a forge that this is going to do really well because it's a dwarf it's a dwarf pampas grass so apparently pampas grasses are really in currently. How did you manage to find that and have it this year when it's fashionable? What? It, it's come from one of the plant breeders. We're in contact with lots of plant breeders around the world um, and they come to us with new, new varieties and then the girls will look at the pictures, look at the plants, look at the breeder's history and then make a decision. So I think this is Laura, our sales director. So this is one plant that she spotted. 
it's a little bit of luck, it's a little bit of experience, it's a little bit of you know, a nice picture, um, a nice plant, and uh, you don't always get it right. We've had some classic ones where we've bought you know, the wrong product and not sold it, and likewise, the, the one we normally get wrong is we, we don't buy enough, and then it just goes rocket, you know, goes up through sales and sales and sales, and then we've got to stop selling. So it's trying to get the stock in the right place at the right time. It's experience. Uh, Derek, if I look through the catalogue, I can see each offering can be geared to a different sector of the market. In other words, I, I might be looking at the Buddleia, uh, and if I'm an experienced gardener, I will go for a cheaper offering within that one cultivar. So we, we, we're selling a range of products from what we call a young plant, which essentially is a rooted cutting or, or, or a small seed, uh, germinated seedling, um, right up to six, seven-litre pots, and that's the, the volume of the compost in the, or the, the growing media in the pot. The, the problem is that the heavier, the bigger the plant, the heavier it becomes, the more expensive it becomes to deliver to customers. We feel that the best product is what we call a nine-centimetre product, which is a diameter of the pot. Um, so if you're a commercial grower, it's, we call it a line in the commercial world. But it's a plant which is strong enough to get through the postal system, is well-established to get a good start in the garden, and will give value for money. So that's our ideal position. And if you go into Europe, then that's the product they all, they all buy in Europe. We're one of the few countries in the world that supply young plants, which are sort of you know, very small, smallish plants, because they're going to the key gardeners who understand that this is one you've got to grow on in the greenhouse, keep it frost-free. So it just takes a bit more effort, but it's, it's a cheaper product because you've not got the extra compost and extra volume in the, in the postal system. So... So we're trying to provide a service to, to all customers. Um, and more and more, we're seeing you know, where, for example, we sell a, we supply a product in, in more than one size. So if you're a keen gardener, you buy the smaller size because it's relatively better value. If you're a new gardener and you're not too sure what, how to grow plants, you buy the bigger product and then put it in the garden, put it in the pot, uh, and, and then add a bit of water and off it goes. So different products, different people. Would it be fair to say that the new entrants to gardening want instant effect it's almost like they want to decorate the outside in the way that they would decorate the inside. Um, the, the new gardener tends to be the younger gardener. They want the product yesterday and they want to plant in flower. As opposed to our, our traditional customer, they're happy to plan the garden. They will buy a smaller product, as in, uh, uh, which will grow on. So there's a distinct difference in between the two customers. So we had a substantial number of new customers and so far, it looks like a high proportion will continue to buy from us, which, which is encouraging. Do you sense a difference uh, in the orders from the new customer compared to the traditional gardener? Yeah, the, the classic example is my daughter, Charlotte's 28. She wants to do it yesterday. It's got to be immediate. Um, it's got to solve the problem you know, in terms of fill the spot. Um, and that's the way that the, the new gardener wants. So we haven't obviously you know, supplied product quicker. Um, and which is obviously part of our thinking to, you know, where we started to manage Brexit. We've got to be, become more efficient, much more streamlined, much quicker service and keep new customers happy. So, Derek, I look forward to coming and seeing you at Pershaw sometime. Uh, and thank you for your time today. Thank you. My tailpiece. Well, as I turn the page on the Johnsons of Wixley centenary calendar, I can but uh, repeat their quote, to plant a seed is to believe in tomorrow. <laughs> mm.
Well, I'll be sowing more seeds this weekend, including uh, several pots of uh, carrots to germinate indoors and then move into the unheated polytunnel to have some lovely young uh, sugar snacks carrots uh, to pull late May, early June. Hope you can join us uh, next week. Until then, have a good week. There is no better group of plants for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla, producing single rows like flowers, continually from June to the first frost. Our thanks to this week's sponsor, the Seeds and Plant Range at montroseuk.com. Uh, to my producer, Rich Jarman, and of course to you for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.